0: Color Six Up Radio. It is January 8th, 2020, and you are here with your hosts, Lauren Smith and Dustin Clark. <laughs> How are you doing, Dustin?
1: I'm doing pretty good. It was a long day dealing with heat and air people, mm-hmm. but it's all settled, and now I'm ready to have an awesome show tonight. Me too. Me too.
0: How are you, Lauren? fantastic weather's great beautiful beautiful outside you know
1: (laughs) thanks for the weather update
0: (laughs) you're welcome i feel like it's just not the same without it so (laughs) anyway um so anything bigfoot related in your world
1: yes uh actually uh, i don't know if we want to go ahead and uh talk about it at the top of the show or at the end of the show, but uh, we need to start now. Oh, go ahead and uh, get
0: it out of the way because yeah. I know uh, Larry and Mark, you know, they just um, once you get those two going, they just, you know, you can't get them to be quiet, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, um, uh, so, at, oh, okay, go ahead.
1: Better, better. Uh pattern. On better, better. February twenty, February ninth. Uh, we will be down in Falk Arkansas at uh, Smith Park and we'll be down there with Keith Crabtree and uh, we're basically doing a Bigfooters camp out. Um, we're doing it to raise money for to help fix up Smith Park because it's kind of fallen to the wayside on um, getting help from the state. So we uh, it's free to camp there. we're just asking all the big people that come to donate just what they can We'll also be doing a raffle uh, there'll be different things in the raffle um, I saw that Randy Edwards he's gonna uh be donating a sling bow, which is a slingshot you can shoot arrows with which is awesome mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. i I don't know I don't know what I'm donating to the raffle yet um, but it'll obviously be one of my leather work pieces and uh, we're just gonna go hang out, have fun you, uh, we'll have Wild Blackburn there a bunch of other people and of course Keith Crabtree the monster from Legend of Bucky Creek the Falk mm-hmm. monster So
0: mm-hmm. we'll also that. have um, She Squatch there uh, Jeff Crypto Hulk Stewart um, I believe the Sisters of the Moon are gonna try to put an appearance in and so we're going to have a lot of great folks there, a lot of different groups coming together and supporting this park um, for future campers and future researchers, because I don't know about y'all, but I think um, a lot of people stay there when they go to Falk. So we want it to be a good, clean park. We want it to be, um, have good amenities. I can't say that word right now. We want it to have amenities. good facilities. Um, yeah, that word, I can't. It's like an enemy. Oh, I can say it right now. Look at that. Anyway, so we want the park to be nice and um, hospitable for everyone that's uh, wanting to camp there. So we hope you all can join us. We'll remind you about a thousand more times before the event. Um, you go to our Facebook, our Night colors page. You can find the event, and you can check out more about it. We're going to have different events. Um, during that, we're going to have a movie night, all kinds of different things. We're actually going to do a night research. Um, and she Squatch is going to be there and she said that if there were some kids that show up she was going to play hide and seek in the woods with the kids so let them see a Bigfoot so that's pretty exciting I told her I was very excited and if no kids show up I will gladly um, play hide and seek in the woods with her (laughs) so (laughs) I'm pretty excited I hope no kids show up so that I can play so anyways (laughs) um (laughs) So tonight, we have Larry Porch II and Mark Newble. These guys have been friends of mine for a while now. Um, Absolutely love chatting with them anytime we can. Um, They're part of quite a few different groups, but they have Beast TV on YouTube. It's a great show. They're on weekly, and they have fantastic guests on there. I'm not just saying that because I've been on a couple times. Other people are great, too. (laughs) And um, But they, they focus a lot on getting out in the field, um, how to do different research, how to set up your camp in different ways, how to get out there and, and get out in the primitive areas rather than the campgrounds and really get out there and research, immerse yourself in, in the nature to get that good data. Um, so they are full of great tips their guests are full of great tips and um they also have really great um educational videos on um and resources on audio because you know that's all of us love to go out and record the audio but getting it back home and listening to all of it figuring out what to do with it, you know, that's the hard part. So um anyway, so tonight we're gonna hear from them on uh all the things I just mentioned. How are you doing tonight, guys?
2: Doing fantastic. How
3: about you?
0: Well, Doing just
3: good. Finer
0: than huh? frog hair. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad to have you guys on.
3: <laughs>
0: um, what have you guys been up to?
4: Well, last weekend, we went to Land Between the Lakes, LBL, and did a uh, looked at a spot that Larry and Debbie Jones had had gone and done a little reconnaissance on, and it looked really good on the topo maps. So they went and checked it out, and uh, it was a it's a pretty cool place, and I have a feeling that Larry and I'll be going back there.
0: Hmm. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I know that y'all have been uh, camping out under a tarp on the ground. <laughs> um, how's that been going for you? Y'all get a lot of restful, you know, peace. Well, Mark, I know you could sleep literally anywhere. Like you could sleep in the middle of a war zone and you would be completely fine. Um, Larry, have you been getting a lot of rest when you're out there?
2: <laughs> no, not really. I get my rest from about 4 a.m. till about 8 a.m. and that's when Mark gets up and tends the fire and everything. Uh-huh.
3: But we've been we've been roughing oh, it fair. pretty
2: much, but it's been y'all adventure.
0: have. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all have, y'all been really getting out there and getting primitive. And, uh, I know that's what y'all do anyway, but, um, so for y'all that don't know, y'all should, uh, go follow them on Facebook because they do live videos while they're out there in the midst of it. And it's, uh, really great entertainment actually. And, and they keep making these comments like, God, y'all must be real bored watching us all night. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm living vicariously right now. You know, I I have little ones, and so I can't get out as much as I would like to. I'd be out all the time. And so you guys are out, and I'm like, yes, live video. It's like my crack, honestly.
3: <laughs>
2: well, it's fun to go live and do that in those locations. And normally we don't mm-hmm. have signal, but this year... He must have added a tower somewhere on the mm-hmm. east side of LBL, so we've been able to connect anyway. It's too yeah, bad yeah, I did uh, enough activity That this...
3: <laughs> make you want to watch. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, just y'all being out there is enough because y'all talk about you know how you what kind of shelter you put up and um, you know you got Mark and his many layers and all that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Margaret, um, really,
2: he really researches these shelters and stuff. We've got a friend that's uh-huh. been on our show and he he builds a different shelter about every time he goes out. His mm-hmm. channel's Fun in the Woods and we get a lot of ideas from him and try to go out and do these things. He's a whole lot better at mm-hmm. it than we are But we suffer through it
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah
4: It is No, nice I mean, You guys be y'all do great a, It is nice to be able to have A fire On the inside of your tent Because you know When it's mm-hmm. below freezing It's really cold out there And then if any wind starts up It just it You could be Miserable, really quick. But if if you've got a fire that's just two feet away from you, and you're able to mm-hmm. sleep through the night with a fire going, it's uh it's a whole lot more bearable.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, um, I know. I don't remember. I think Spencer. Jameson had posted, he had posted a different uh, rock uh, fire that he had built the other day, and he wanted you all to try out next time to where you, you um, dig the hole and put the rocks over it and then have a little breather hole for the smoke to go out the back.
4: Yeah, that's a Dakota fire pit. And mm-hmm. uh, I I have done a prototype in my backyard a couple of years ago, and it's a, it's a cool fire pit. But I guess our only setback with it is Larry would have to tote a shovel on his backpack. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has any more room
3: on his backpack <laughs> to tote a shovel to, <laughs> to, to dig the well the
4: probably just, just tied
2: on. I probably wouldn't notice. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: Larry, I have not been hiking with you yet, but when I – when I picture it, I picture you looking like Samwise from uh, Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings, just clanking through the woods with all your pots and pans. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's
2: pretty accurate.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I just can't leave anything at home. I think, oh, well, I may use that, so I'll put that in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the same way, and. Um, and my husband's forever trying to shave weight down. So he hiked, you know, superior hiking trail and he goes and hikes all these all these other trails and he's just like, I'll put like a pack of makeup remover wipes or something in there. He's like, Do you really need those? You could use these, you know, and you could shave thirteen ounces off of your weight and I'm like, Oh my lord <laughs> I mean, I know he's doing it to save my back, but I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah I'm not that type of person That's going to weigh ounces And think about it If I don't know I know people that mm-hmm. way, And I understand the thought behind it But I like to be comfortable When I'm out there And not suffer as much as, Well Never mind that We do suffer <laughs> But I try to make it as easy on myself As possible
0: <laughs> Yeah Yeah Um So, you guys have been out. Um, Y'all had any good encounters recently?
4: Larry, Larry, (laughs) go ahead, Mark. Talk talk a little bit about what you and Rodney saw.
2: Well, I don't know what I saw, but I saw. What could have been eye shine The other night I was laying there Mm. Probably about 2 in the morning And with that open tarp You can look out all you want to And I could see something That appeared to be moving And appeared to be eye shine But I'm not 100% sure it was eye shine And I watched Mm it And I don't know, after 10 minutes, I didn't see it anymore. And since I was up about 4 or 4.30, I saw it again. And this time, it seemed to be moving again. And this time, our buddy Rodney, he was up, and I asked him if he was seeing it, and he also saw it and thought it was moving, so... We never did know for sure if it was shine. It was at a distance away from us. We had a fairly mm-hmm. big ridge, probably 200 yards from us, and it could have been coming down that ridge. I don't know, but it seemed to only get so close, and then it would either turn around and go away, or it would... Get in a position it could watch us Without us seeing the eye shine I don't know but Really that's the Best activity We probably had out of the last Two trips I know we We heard some things but Nothing That we can say 100% Was anything And I don't know what Mark remembers out of the last two trips But that's the most significant thing in my mind at this point is just possible eye shine. Well,
4: well, I,
3: know.
4: I really enjoyed the trip that when we rode up there a couple of weeks ago with Dan Rickey and Vicky Fulcher and Shelley Reed and we went to the spot where the feast of l b l supposedly killing happened and that was that was pretty exciting to to go up there there was we were having vocalizations going on around us, which um uh, I believe most of them was a fox, but we did hear something else that didn't Quite sound canine And but it was It was fun to go up there in the middle Of the night and just tromp around in the woods and uh, We had Dan Ricky Larry and I had Walked uh, Two or three hundred Yards away down a trail And and then we shot Off in the woods and we we're going to come back Up through the woods Where, where the pill boxes were and Dan Ricky starts making calls. <laughs> Larry and I, <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking, he's using us for bait. Dan Ricky is actually using us for
3: bait.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, well that sounds about like Dan, so
3: Yeah
2: and then I looked at smile. I smiled and said, but I've got the keys in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
3: Oh, that's good. Oh, I bet yeah. Dan
0: realized that too, and he was like, gosh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but we oh,
2: always yeah. have fun going out with Dan and Vicky, and Shelly's oh, yeah. usually with us. We have a blast. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: yeah, the he is. That's a bunch of good people right there, all of them. I know Shelly, she has one of the best female calls I've ever heard. I just love it. Um, yeah. And it gets responses. Yep. Um, so I think we usually ask the general question how did y'all get into this? And I don't think we asked that this time because, you know, we just jumped right in. But. Um, for anyone who hasn't heard the other show that y'all were on for us, um, if y'all wanted to talk real quick about how each of you got into this and, uh, I would like to know, um, along with that, what you started out thinking about Bigfoot to, to where you are now and what you think they are and, um, like how, how have your thoughts about them changed? Since you started to now. Larry, you first go. Well, how I got into it was I
2: saw a trackway whenever I was younger. And as I got older and saw some of the shows, the patty footage, all that, the bell went off in my head hey, that may have been a trackway of a Bigfoot. So from there, it basically went on a back burner for years while I raised my family and worked like a dog and all that. And I finally got to a point that my curiosity from looking on the internet and seeing videos and this and that, and then actually hearing on Outlaw Radio that there may possibly be some in my area in the southeast here. So I decided to do something and go out. I joined the little local Bigfoot thing here in Tennessee and that's where I met Mark and we started going to LBL and started seeing signs and things and possible tracks here and there and hearing vocalizations and that's basically how I got started into it I don't know if you want me to continue on or let Mark tell how he got started in it (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, uh, Mark, tell how you got started And then we can discuss the other part
3: <laughs>
4: I guess as a kid I was always fascinated By Bigfoot and UFOs And the Loch Ness Monster And all of that it's just It's something that just really struck me and I was always curious about it. And kind of like Larry, uh, you know, you you go through things in life and it kind of gets put on the back burner and then here comes the Internet. And so, I, and actually, Nightcallers is the first podcast that I ever listened to. And uh, I just happened to type it in, and, and that was the, the first one I hit play on. And I got, I've got i been stuck on night callers ever since. And so I was looking to find some kind of group or some, an individual to go out with, and I had absolutely no luck. I mean, you see so many things on the Internet, and it's like the BFRO wants to charge you $500 to come out there and bring your own lunch and sit around and eat with them. And (laughs) that's not what I wanted to do. Uh, In my career, I was an analyst in, uh, in the chemistry field, and... So I was looking to find somebody that I could mesh with that kind of looked at it as a flesh and blood animal and to actually go out and search for these creatures. So Shelley Reed had came across an article of where the Arkansas Bigfoot Conference was going to be held, and so... I I went to that and was able to meet different groups and uh, joined the NABRC and kind of started from there. Learned a lot of good protocols uh, from the NABRC. And then maybe about a year later uh, is when I met Larry and Mm-hmm. Me and Larry just hooked up, and and we meshed really well, and we've been going out ever since. Well, we didn't
3: hook up. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. it. Let's get that straight. We may have uh, researched together,
0: but we didn't hook up. Oh, Lord. I knew it. I knew you were going to do it.
4: That's, yeah, why you they call you. That's why they call you Dirty Larry <laughs> Oh No that makes sense Oh mercy yeah.
3: And your <laughs> chemical
2: analysis Is why they call you Heisenberg Oh my god thank You guys <laughs> Welcome oh, to god. night college
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think, guys. <laughs> Welcome guys Um Hey, right,
0: let's so, get back to Bigfoot. Oh, oh, shall we? Shall we?
3: Thanks. <laughs> um,
0: so, when y'all started, obviously you think it's a you know a creature out in the woods. Did um. What did y'all think it was when you first started versus now? Now that you've been out, you've researched, you've heard vocals, you've seen evidence, you've um, seen how intelligent these things are. Um, How do you feel about them now versus what you thought about them when you started? Like, did you think they were some dumb animal?
4: Well, as far as the broad umbrella, Of what this creature is I still believe That it is a Flesh and blood animal But One thing that I say and I've heard a lot Of people say the more I learn About this creature The more I realize I don't know And This creature Is a whole lot more intelligent than what I believe at the time when I first got started in this. Some of the things that we have seen in the field just blows my mind. Some of the things that Mm -hmm. I've heard, both vocalizations as far as All animals will communicate with themselves But this is a higher level of communication This is almost like a language And that whenever we have captured audio And heard them talking to each other And so to me, I wouldn't have felt like I felt like at the time when I first got started that they communicated with each other, but that there was just like certain vocalizations that mean something. Like foxes have over 200 vocalizations and each vocalization means something and the other fox knows what it means. But Mm -hmm. some of the audio that I have heard is uh, the audio that Mike Hartzell captured and the audio that Baby Jones captured—you know—that's a language. They are actually speaking to one another and answering one another. And so, that's kind of where I'm at now. Is these animals are more intelligent than what I had any clue they were whenever I first got started in this.
0: Yep. Larry?
2: Well, when I got started, I thought, you know, from the general shows you watch in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even now on Discovery Channel or whatever, they're always going to talk about Gigantopithecus or something like that, and that's what a lot of the mainstream, oh, well, a lot of people still think that, and... In the beginning, I guess that's what I thought. But I've always been a hunter. And I know most animals, you're going to be able to pattern them between their bedding areas, their feeding areas, and where they water. And they're fairly predictable. And this creature or being is not. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: I don't think at this point that it's any kind of unknown species of a ape personally it there's more to it I don't totally understand what it is but that don't answer your question but I don't know what it is but <laughs> I just I don't think it's what? an unknown species of ape <laughs>
0: You don't know exactly what it is. I'm just disappointed, honestly.
2: No, that's just ridiculous. I don't.
0: What are you doing out there? What are you
2: doing out? In the I'm
3: writing. I'm <laughs> writing a book
2: about it, so I can
3: discuss
2: it in my book. Oh,
3: okay, okay. Well, that's a great answer.
2: Yeah, great you, answer. you know that's right. <laughs> hmm
0: Um. So, but you do think? I mean, flesh and blood. It's flesh and blood. It's intelligent.
3: Yes, yeah, no mm-hmm. doubt
2: about it. It's flesh and blood, and I don't.
0: At
3: this
2: point, I don't think it goes through portals or any of that. It, uh, but who knows? Next weekend, I may see one come out of a giant oak tree. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Uh, I'm not going to say yay, nay, or not until I absolutely know for sure what I'm saying. And that's why I go to the woods trying to figure it out.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good way to be. It's a good way to be is to be open minded about it. Um, Look for definitive evidence, but at the same time, kind of keep an open mind just, you know, so you can learn something and see what you can see. Because if you're closed off to it, you're not going to learn nothing. You're going to miss things.
2: (laughs) That's absolutely true. And no matter what direction you come from in this subject, there's things we can learn from each other no matter what. Mm -hmm. Because there's Mm -hmm. things that no matter what type of research you do, there's something you learn while you're out there doing this that may be a piece of the puzzle that may solve it all one day.
0: Absolutely.
3: Yep.
0: And Dustin, did you have a question?
1: Yeah, I was going to go uh, with one of my favorites that I always ask everybody, or always like asking everybody, is uh, what are some of the scariest or sketchiest situations y'all have been in while uh, being out in the woods looking for them?
4: Well, me and Larry is maybe different from other people. And I can say this about Lauren, too. Um, we don't, when activity starts ramping up, we don't get excited. And Larry and I are both adrenaline junkies. So mm-hmm. I think we all
3: are. Getting,
4: <laughs> so when things start getting thrown at us and vocalizations and uh, you know that they are watching you and trying to get you to react that I've said it before and and it is so true. Me and Larry would just look at each other and start grinning and cracking jokes <laughs> and uh, because I don't know I mean if they're gonna if they're gonna come in there and just slaughter you, I don't even think that they would go to the trouble to do that. You would never see it coming,
3: mm-hmm. and
4: so we just mm-hmm. that's, that's what we thrive for is that adrenaline rush whenever mm-hmm. we're having possible bigfoot activity going on around us mm-hmm.
3: yep. It's the best. I agree. (laughs) Probably. uh, uh,
2: I was gonna say probably one of the most intense things that's happened while Mark and I have been out is whenever the one, or possible one, walked up on me in the hammock in Oklahoma. mm -hmm. I mean, it was pitch black, and I got woke up by a smell. And froze and could hear something walking off bipedally away from me. And I tried to get my flare up to see what it was, but I couldn't turn in the hammock. It went away from the head end of my hammock, and I couldn't ever turn to get it in the flare. So I just held the flare up and panned, hoping I caught something. And, of course, I didn't, but we got the audio of it. It set outside the camp for probably 10 minutes or more, throwing stuff into the camp to see if we were going to get up and if we'd turn on a light. And you could hear it easing in closer And before I ever woke up. And that didn't bother me that night because after it left, I went back to sleep and woke up later whenever a, a, I don't know if it was a raccoon or what come through camp but I did see it on the flare but probably a week or two later I actually thought about what really had happened and I was like holy crap I had one within feet of me possibly yeah. and there was nothing that I could have done if it would have grabbed me up in that hammock and took off or whatever. But <laughs> that kind of made me think a little bit after the fact. But while I was in the moment, it didn't it didn't register at all that I should be scared or worried about what was going to happen. I was just trying to see the thing
3: to
0: <laughs>
2: find out what it was. I'll Two Mark fun that, facts.
0: Yeah. Oh wow, we're all excited. <laughs> Two fun <laughs> facts about that story. Uh one that Larry left out that is like my favorite part of the story. So Larry, what what are you doing with your life? Um is that he was sick <laughs> during that <laughs> He was sick during that trip and he was yeah being a he was being a heavy mouth breather during that trip and so when it first walked up and he smelled it he thought it was his breath (laughs) 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 which is my favorite part of that story I had
2: been camping for two or three days so I thought I got a whiff of breath
0: and I was like and it was my breath thank goodness yeah and he said it wasn't his breath, and that's how he knew, oh, crap, there's something here. Um, second fun part of that story is the location they were at is where I'm going to be doing my solo camp next week. So Ooh. hopefully I get a visit, too. We'll see. I'll let y'all know. Are, are you going. going
2: to that same exact spot?
0: Same exact spot. Y'all y'all me. Pretty sure.
2: Yeah. Okay
0: that's good I'm interested to hear
2: how
3: that
0: goes yeah I'll let you know I'll let you know Uh, I'm pretty excited about it I'm a little bit nervous but uh like I was telling everyone like I'm not so much nervous for the squash part I'm more nervous for the uh I I have this like you know natural fear of not even hogs because you know most time you can hear them coming I'm, I'm scared a mountain lion's gonna just decide I'm a fluffy little burrito in my hammock and eat me up. So um, that's what I'm nervous about, death from above. That that makes me a little nervous in the woods. The rest of it I can handle, yeah. you know, bigfoot, hogs, you know, do what I need to do. But death from above, I don't know about all that.
2: Yeah, I understand. <laughs> that's one of my greatest fears It's a mountain lion or a grizzly bear. Mm-hmm. I don't like the thought of either one of those.
0: No, no, not a fan. You know, being eaten alive is not one of my top 10 ways to go out. So, uh <laughs> I'm still going to go put myself in that situation. I'm just going to hope that it doesn't happen. So, um but yeah, that's I mean, that's always a really good story. Um you guys tell and and I I thought about it recently. I'd already decided to go to that spot and do a solo and then I thought about it and I was like, "Oh, hell, that's the same place that Larry and Mark had one walk up <laughs> on their hammock." And guess what? I'm going to be hammock camping because, you know, that adrenaline junkie. You can't just go out there and, you know, do it normal. No, I got to do all the things. Anyway, I'll let you know how it goes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mark's got a good story about us getting bluff charged.
3: Ooh, let's hear it. Well, now, was this the we time were, that Mark
0: and I got bluff-charged by the bunny-armadillo hybrid? <laughs> no.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, tell us about it, Mark. This, Tell us about yours.
4: This was down in Georgia, and there was a group of us, and we were uh, just – we had – Cheryl Corncastle, he was familiar with the area and had studied the topo maps before we went out and started picking out these places for us to go and one of the places was on a bridge and what is maybe something that is red flags to researchers is almost there was like houses or cabins, but they were really far apart. You know, maybe every quarter of a mile you might see one, but every one of them had for sale signs in the front yard. And that's just kind of a red flag to me is like, why are these people, you know, got these Little cabins or whatever And all of a sudden They don't want them no more And
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Well uh, Bear had made A call And I think It was his third call That we got a response And it was Just a Screaming banshee type Sound Like an alert And you could tell this thing was moving. And then we started hearing other noises. And Shelly is usually our audio person in the field where she has headphones or earbuds in a recorder. And it enhances her hearing about ten times. And she tapped me on the shoulder, and she says, "There's something bipedal right underneath us on this bridge moving around and right after that some there was something that was being tossed and thrown through the trees at us on that bridge and you could you could actually hear it going through the leaves, you know, of of the trees. And so we felt like we had something that was pinned up that it really didn't have an exit spot.
3: And mm-hmm.
4: then the other vocalization that sounded like a wild banshee, it was getting closer. So I took the flare, and I walked about 100 yards down this little gravel road where the road bent and thought if, if whatever this is is going to cross the road, it's going to cross where it's not going to be in direct eyesight of us. And so mm-hmm. I just walked down the, the this dark road and got off in the side of the ditch in a bunch of grass and just laid there with the flare running and I heard all this commotion going on on the bridge so after a few minutes I got up and walked back and Larry could tell a little bit about because he was actually standing on the bridge about getting bluff charged.
2: Well, I was actually down on the other end of the bridge <laughs> watching you to make sure you didn't get killed. But all I can remember <laughs> is everybody saying, he's coming down the hill, he's coming down the hill. And that's whenever bear took a Dr. Pepper bottle or something and wapped it on his hand and made a vocalization that is supposed to mean no or something like that. You know, we don't know exactly what vocalizations mean, but he's heard it in the past, what he thinks is one correcting a younger one or something. And he used that, and it stopped. But you could hear the thing milling around before it ever did that bluff charge, and it didn't care that it was snapping limbs or anything. But that mountain laurel on that hillside was so thick, you couldn't see it with a flare or anything. But it was pretty intense there for a minute. <laughs> a lot of people were really expecting this thing to come jumping up on that bridge that we were standing on. Mm-hmm. But it got stopped, and it was that was a weird that's probably one of the overall weirdest situations I've been in out in the field with all that happening. Mhm.
0: And do y'all think it was a younger one, like a, not a juvenile, but like a young book, and that's why that stopped, stopped him? Maybe. I, I really different.
2: think we had the juvenile separated from the other group, and I think it was either one of the females or one of the alpha males come in there to run us off so he could get mm-hmm. back to them without any problem.
0: Gotcha. Distraction. It's all about the distraction.
2: Pretty much.
0: (laughs) You know me, I'm a firm believer in the distraction.
2: (laughs) They're pretty good at doing
0: that. (laughs) They are. They are. Have y'all been in any other uh, hairy situations that kind of made you want to jump back in the car or? you know, run into the... Or a situation that got you excited made you want to run in the woods after it?
3: Well,
2: normally we're already out in the woods when it happens nowadays. Well, you know
0: what I mean. I run know what you brush mean. Run the after it. How about that? Come on, Larry. Read my mind.
2: Probably one of the best overall trips we've had whenever Eric and Kane invited us up to the area in Ohio. And they had done... Probably a year and a half's worth of work on scouting and figuring out things, and ask us to come up and camp. And as we went into this area, we had we had to walk in maybe an hour to an hour and a half, maybe two. I don't remember because I was suffering so much. But, but <laughs> as we as we were going in, we were having. Trees getting pushed down You could hear limbs cracking They were Agitated that we were coming into This area and I have to believe it's probably Because They were You know used to Kane and Eric Coming in there and now They're dragging other People in there with them So
3: <laughs>
2: they were Pretty agitated from the beginning And as we got to where we were setting up camp, they were doing whoops and stuff during broad daylight. It
4: was, Mark, what do you think? It was, it was one of my favorite trips because, as in this place and other places that we go, there's, I mean, we're outside of cell phone service. There's no running back to the truck uh, mm-hmm. because you're too you're too far away. I mean, you would you would never make it, and mm-hmm. that's a part of the adrenaline rush. Is is once you insert yourself into an area that that you were so far out in the wilderness that that there's there's no going back you know there's
3: mm-hmm. uh, it's it
4: could be it could be hair raising at times but i, I, I and we were all kind of we're all kind of wired the same way and it
3: mm-hmm. it
4: it makes it gets us our adrenaline flowing and, and that's what mm-hmm. we want uh, I know when we go to the Appalachians we were we were going to pack out that mid morning and all of a sudden activities started ramping up and started having things thrown at us and, and Huge trees being broke around us, and I just I just kept thinking, man, if we could just stay another twenty four hours, they would just be sick of us and and more likely to come in closer that we could capture them on a flare, you know. Uh, but that's that's kind of what I'm. My goal is is to get one that gets fed up enough with us and gets tired of us and wants to come in there and run us off that's awesome
0: yeah I'm getting all excited just like you talking about it
2: (laughs) (laughs) well Well, you're going to get to see
0: I know I can't wait that's why I'm so excited. I'm over here like giddy because, man, I'm down. I want to go out and, you know, get almost eaten and get my Squatch badge. Let's do this. I'm pretty sure I've already earned my Squatch badge, but, like, this is like a black belt squash Squatch badge. So I'm pretty excited to go do that. Yep. I'm <laughs> <Dope>. stoked. <laughs> I am down. Well, so i all go
1: to... Go ahead, Dustin. So, y'all go, I was going to say, so y'all go to several different states and uh, go and, uh, on outings looking for them. Have you noticed any kind of difference between, like, say, if you went to Oklahoma and then went up to Ohio, it, have you noticed any difference in, like, types of activity?
4: Actually, I see more common denominators than I see. Things that are not common Denominators now one thing that I might say Is it seems like Maybe different troops That are in different Mm -hmm. Areas whenever they Mimic things They will mimic different Animal sounds Like you may have a, a Troop in Oklahoma that Mimics bar owls And but yet you May have a uh, a troop in Arkansas, and and they do a, a totally different animal mimic, and that's kind of what I see. But I see more common denominators than anything.
1: My mic cut out, I think.
0: That got loud. So, um, how many states have you guys each been to to research Bigfoot?
4: I believe that I have been to 12 different states as far as east. I think I would say Georgia and as far as west uh, Brenda Harvey Harris invited me out to New Mexico and uh, that was that was a place when I'm sitting in a rocking chair and too old to do anything that I will always remember that trip with staying on the Navajo reservation that was just it was totally awesome
2: Well I've had the yeah, same I... number my, Minus one I didn't make it to New
4: Mexico Ooh, um,
3: That's crazy me and Larry,
4: Larry and I Are going to be adding another state This spring uh, To Ooh. Florida and, no, um,
3: That's awesome
4: yeah, we will be down uh in the Everglades.
0: Oh, and man, um, you guys are gonna go get that skunk ape.
4: Yeah. Uh Carrie Arnold from Bigfoot Odyssey, um
3: mm-hmm.
4: approached us to uh to go to go down there with this expedition that he's putting together and he's uh He really hasn't been into the research part of it very long. He actually got into this because of a sighting he had in southern Mississippi. And his sighting is my favorite sighting that I've ever heard because it was more than just a three- or four-second glimpse of one. This was one that actually... Interacted with him and um, got a kind of got aggressive with him and but this uh, Bigfoot Odyssey expedition it's it's going to be really cool. He's renting like a fifty thousand dollar flare and they're going to put it up on a drone and so mm-hmm. and there's going to be two teams, I think, um, five or six people on each team, and we're going to go out in shifts, and we're going to cover this area for seven days, 24 hours a day. But the idea of sending a drone up with a flare on it to see if you get any hits, and that will tell the team which direction, to move, and all of the team will mm-hmm. have radios with earpieces that we can communicate with each other that hopefully we can uh, outflank anything that we might see and be able to get some video footage. Everybody will have cameras on them. Uh, it's uh, just a really uh, a good idea to go about an expedition. And so I'm I'm pretty excited about it.
0: Yeah, that's that pretty awesome. awesome. Like I Yeah, I can't wait to hear more um after, I guess. And um,
3: that's awesome. <laughs> and you so the worried, worried about the
4: springtime? Yes, it'll be the springtime
1: when we do this. Awesome, I can't wait to hear more about that I, I hope y'all have some real good luck out there That sounds
3: mm-hmm.
1: Like a really good time
4: I'm just really Larry? Excited about getting my hands On some of this Equipment that I've never been Able to to use Like you know A really good clear And things like that It's just He's um, He's Got a GoFundMe page um, Trying to I think he's got about half the money raised uh, He's trying to raise $20,000 to buy All of this equipment For us to use And so You know uh, This is an active area That we're going in Where another research researcher Researches And has had activity And I think it's a good game plan
1: Yeah, it's it. It definitely sounds like uh, it should be quite profitable. Well, not profitable is the wrong word to use, but like it sounds like y'all will definitely have Productive.
3: something
1: happen out there because I mean those are some really good sounding tactics. And uh, like those rules expensive flares, I'd be too. I'd be too uh, scared to hold one because I'd be afraid I was going <laughs> to drop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Man, you can't
2: worry about that. I've man, dropped that my worries. TK scout down a hole in a creek and had to swim in the creek at four in the morning trying to find it and didn't find it.
0: Oh, Ooh. man.
3: It was nice. great.
0: <laughs> that just gives me anxiety.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I um, We went out with uh, Michael Waldy and he had his Awesome rig that he he's invented and and he put it on my head and I'm walking around with it and, and uh, I think Dustin said hey how much how much is this whole uh, this whole all this gear together on her head like how much is that and I think he said what did he say like fourteen hundred dollars or something Man,
1: something
0: like that I swear yeah. to God, a bigfoot could have walked up and I didn't care because I was too busy trying not to run into a tree or something and scratch <laughs> this thing I was terrified and we're we're I think we were on the top of the ridge by that time we had climbed straight up a ridge
1: and um
0: and that's about the time I learned how much it was and so we're trying to climb back down this ridge and I remember telling uh, Bigfoot Mary I said you know if I fall and die please use my life insurance to reimburse him for this, this gear because I'm not even worried about my life at this point. It's like so expensive, but um, it was a pretty, it was a pretty awesome product. So I think he's actually posted in Texas Bigfoot Rangers. I think he's actually posted um, all the gear description and everything and pictures and video. And so, um, I mean, it's a, it's a really good gig, but God, I was terrified to have that much money on my head. <laughs> yeah,
2: I heard about that, the thing he made, and it sounds pretty cool. hmm
3: That's why yeah. we good about
4: collaborating with other people. When you get outside your circle and see other people's mindsets and their thought processes and their talents, that's just a good thing to,
3: to
0: mm-hmm. be able
4: to learn from other people.
0: Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, there's, there's good and bad. You're going to get out there and you're going to, you know, some people are going to research and it's just something that you would never do and it gets on your nerves because it goes against how you research, but then they'll have a way that they do something else that you're just like oh man I've never thought about that or oh my god that got so much response and you just you know it's the good and the bad and you just have to be open and not think that your way is the absolute best way ever and you have to be open to trying new things and, and learning
4: I guess that's one thing that gets on my nerves more than anybody else that they think that they Or the alpha male Or their group is the alpha male And they can't learn Nothing from anybody else And Mm -hmm. uh, I mean We have been out With uh, Someone that At one time was considered the Woo queen And I'm going to tell you She Was the best Owl Caller that I have ever heard She could cut loose with Alcohols and whenever You're in the field And and you're maybe trying to get a Response from a Booger you don't want to do Mm -hmm. The actual alcohol You want to do what The mimic Of what a Mm -hmm. booger Would do for the Alcohol and she Just had it just down path every time, and so that's I mean you can learn from anybody out there, mhm,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I feel like I feel like each person, no matter what their reputation is or you know whatever, I feel like each person has something to offer, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, you have any questions? <laughs>
1: yeah, I had one right on the tip of my tongue, but it, it, as soon as I went to say it, just went poof.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: poofed? No, the idea. I didn't even have talked about you poofing it. on air. Oh. Uh,
0: mm. Well, that never happens to me, so I wouldn't know what that's like.
4: (laughs) Well, I just want to put in a a plug for Larry. Larry's got a new (laughs) YouTube channel, and it's called Beast of the Woods. And it's kind of like behind-the-scenes stuff that we do that's not evidence-related that we do on the Sawdust Beast channel. And it could be that, or it could be him out fishing. But Larry is a funny guy. He's got a great sense of humor, and his videos are just—they're awesome. I think—I think they are absolutely awesome. So if you, is
0: Larry funny? Is, I have no idea. Larry
4: is funny. He is funny. <laughs> is he? <I'm
0: laughs> I mean, I get it.
4: It's what
2: twenty dollars? Oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what channel, did y'all bet so, you on? <laughs> oh no, it's just really plugging my channel and talking about how funny I am. So I guess I won twenty dollars.
0: Oh. <laughs> I know. Now oh. I feel bad. I'll have to update our our link with that uh with your or our um, show with that link in it. Um, uh oh. Definitely. Y'all plug away, plug away. Y'all can plug uh, Beast TV, (laughs) of course, because it's, you know, a really good, uh, I enjoy you all show every week. Um, Beast of the Woods. Um, Go ahead and plug Sisters of the Moon, because Debbie might get mad at you if you don't.
2: Yeah, but they don't (laughs) even have a channel or a Facebook page.
0: I bet you get on to them all the time for that.
2: Yep. And they say, I don't want one. (laughs) Every one of them. I don't want to mess with it. (laughs) I want to go research. I don't want to be typing on a computer.
0: Well, don't they know that's what you're for? Uh, I don't know. Uh,
2: (laughs) I got to do something, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, but, um, and then also, you know, real quick plug to uh, Kane and, and... Eric because they do um they do put a lot of their stuff up and and they are out there plugging away and um getting you guys out there plugging away with them which is pretty awesome. <clears throat>
1: yeah, I was also going to say that uh, if y'all wanted to uh, to plug um uh, the GoFundMe for the Florida outing. Oh yeah. Yeah, you
4: can go to uh Bigfoot Odyssey, and they got a link on there for the Me" page.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: So, besides that, what else do y'all have planned coming up? Y'all got any uh, big things coming gonna... up?
4: Well, Larry's well, for- work schedule is. It's going to be tight this the month of January.
3: Yeah, and
4: man. so we're just going to try to get together when we can. It may be just him having an off day and we can meet up with Shelly and Dan and Vicky and go out and make some calls and mainly to go eat at the buffet. And
3: uh, <laughs> no. before we
4: go out, <laughs> Uh and then we've we've got our little venture with you, Lauren. Uh Thank you. and so looking forward to that and see if we can get the E V G D scared out of it.
0: I'm down. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um I'm hoping I can redeem myself a little bit. Um it's it's funny to me. Like I'll I'll go off into the dark, but man, and something big happens, I'm fine. But something little runs at me, man, I freak out. I can't help it. I don't freak <laughs> out, but you know, like I have that involuntary response, and it's so embarrassing. It's like it's like you know something huge can run at me, and I'm I'm fine, but a little. Bunny Dillo runs at me and it scares the crap out of me every time. <laughs> well you um, know
3: what?
4: That happened at ground zero. There's a big difference if you hear something coming through the woods. But if something
3: mm-hmm.
4: is within just a matter of inches from you, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's totally different. I mean, it's just it's more of a reaction than anything. It
0: is it is it absolutely is um but no i'm i'm really looking forward to it i'm looking forward to uh having a lot go down i'm looking forward to getting some having a good encounter good good experience all around mostly i'm really just looking forward to getting out there and and hiking and getting out real primitive away from everybody that's, that's what I'm looking at. And with a good group of people, you know, I'm out there with you all. And, uh, man, I can't wait. I'm I'm so stoked. Dustin, I've been talking Dustin's ear off about it for like a month now, <laughs> <this> poor guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's probably so sick what? of hearing it. But, man, I'm so excited.
3: <laughs> Every
0: time we've been there, we've
2: had a lot of activity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, from what I hear, I mean, because I listen to, so if y'all will go listen to um, Beast TV and listen to Spencer Jameson's show, they talk a lot about it on there, on that one. Um, and then Outlaw, um, they they had a show right after y'all had the big outing there, and they talked about it there. They kind of went into detail about what happened. So if y'all go listen to those, um, I mean, I'm I'm so excited. I hope we just about get run out of there. Well, not run out, but, you know, we can't really run anywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> They'll try. Okay. So. Um, um, no pressure.
1: Real quick. Um, I I had uh, one of our listeners message me, and he wanted me to start asking um, the our, everybody that we have on this question. And uh, the question is, why do you all research? Do you do it for yourself? Um, yeah, good question. you do it just to prove it to your se- or prove it to yourself, prove it to others, just in it for the experience. Why, why do you do it?
0: Well, I don't know, well, y'all, but I'm in it for the money. I mean, <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> y'all are all rich, all it, right? Oh, yeah, oh you know? yeah. With me?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I just,
2: for, I just do it for myself. Uh, to answer the question I have. Is it for mm-hmm. real or not for real? And so far the needle's pointing for real.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I also I do it for the experience. Um uh, I'm not trying to prove it to anyone or to the world or be the guy that's going to wind up in the Smithsonian for some kind of piece of evidence. I do it for the experience and being out there. And I you know, and this is what I've got to say that that if it wasn't for Bigfoot my life would be there would be a hole in my life that I wouldn't mm-hmm. even know about because of the friends. That I have made Mm -hmm. In pursuing this hobby I just I mean I I wouldn't be talking to y'all right now And I consider all of y'all To be my favorite people In this whole world And you know I I think about your mom Lauren And Mm -hmm. just how much Whenever we get together and, And just I'm kind of a Sentimental guy and it just it just, it. I cherish, you know, the times that I'm able to spend with people that I would have never met if it wasn't for Bigfoot. And for me, that's the icing on the cake.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I've met lifelong friends in this and uh, people that, you know, are closer to me than most of my family even, you know. Um, and um, I'm with you. I do it for the experience as well. Um, Mm -hmm. that's why I don't take a lot of technology out in the woods with me at this point in my research. Um, I, I just really, you know, you got to think I was raised with my mom who's had, you know, umpteen sightings and encounters, you know, she has 20 years of experience. So she's been out in the woods enough to have all that. And so being raised with that kind of legacy, it's like, well, you know, I want to see it. I want to have that. I want to do it. And so I go out there and still haven't had a sighting and all that. I've had encounters, but not sightings and not stuff like that. And so um, I'm going to keep going until I do. And then I already know my part, my kind of personality, adrenaline junkie, that's just going to make me want to do it more. Um, So I'm out there to have that experience. Same as you, Mark. Also, you know, the friends and family that I've made uh, doing this and all the knowledge that I've picked up. So uh, amazing people I've met.
4: I agree.
0: Yep. Dustin, why do you do it?
1: <laughs> well, I do it for myself, and um, yeah, you know, since our last trip to Falk, uh, even though I haven't been able to get out since then, I've been chopping at the bit to get back out. But uh, I'm I'm ready for more. I've like I've I've had the bug since we started a bit since that out trip, the the mm-hmm. bug has just gotten worse, and uh, oh, yeah. I'm I just do it for myself. Um, and plus also, like Mark said, all the great friends I've met made uh, a lot of them are like like family, and uh, and it's also I it's a good reason just to get out in the woods and go camping, um, like even if. I go out, and I have a weekend where we don't hear a single wood knock, vocalization, siding, nothing. I'm still out in the woods camping, and it's one of the things I love. And it's all for myself. (laughs) Yeah, I call it camping with a plus.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, for me, getting out in nature is just, I mean, so – I know, you know, it's it's a bummer to go out in the woods researching and have nothing at all happen. But for me, like getting out in nature, getting out and camping, that's my favorite part of the whole weekend. And if I get a Bigfoot, any kind of activity, that's a plus. That's just a bonus for me. I mean, I'm still going to be bummed we didn't get anything, but getting out there, I mean, that's that's just, I'm all right with that. You're not going to see nothing
4: (laughs) sitting on the
1: couch. Nope. No, you're not. Nope.
0: Nope. Nope.
1: Yeah, the one one thing I hate worse about – or the one thing I hate about um, these trips is having to go home.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Although, usually I smell so bad by the end of the trip, I'm ready. (laughs) Yep. Well, Dustin, any other questions from the listeners?
1: Uh, Not from the listeners. Um, I'm kind of tapped out tonight. I haven't been able to get into my groove.
0: <laughs> oh, hold on. Uh, Larry, someone wants to say hi to you real quick. He's been very patient. Okay. Hi, Larry. Right.
2: Hello, how are you? It's baby yes Larry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Who is that? Is that Uncle Larry. Hey, he has I been don't... so patient this
0: whole show, and he <laughs> wants to know when <laughs> you guys are going to go find pine cones again.
2: <laughs> well, I hope so soon. He'll be yeah. able to karate chop some sticks into now instead so of get pine cones for the
0: fire. Will. <laughs> he will. He's uh, he's pretty excited. Um, he's been real patient the whole show, so I told him he could go ahead and say something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's something um, that I, I'm kind of. I've kind of changed on is I want my kids out in the woods and I want them to learn about the squatching and everything. But I've noticed that since I've been getting out more and more, I'm a little more hesitant to take my kids out with me. Like in a campground, I'm fine with it. But like primitive camping, I don't know. I'm a little bit more hesitant about it. I want them to learn, but also want to keep them safe, you know, and I feel like I have less control out in the woods in the primitive camping than I do at a campground, you know?
2: Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, I totally understand that, but do we really have control in a campground
0: over a primitive? Campground? No, that's true. I mean, that's a good point. There's a, a lot of people who use substances that don't that uh, impair their judgment in the campground, but um, I guess you guys know how I am. Um, getting them that far away from a uh, Medical institution because my kids are my kids, right. you know, and they're <laughs> evil Knievel part one and part two. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if hey, I don't it's think better Larry to be safe than sorry, it is, no. um, <laughs> but, anyway all right, guys. Well, we are winding down, and um, we really appreciate appreciate there you go. Appreciate you guys coming on tonight and talking with us, uh, telling us about your recent experiences, kind of updating us because we've had you on the show before, of course. But um, we, I kind of wanted to get an update about what y'all have been doing out in the field, out at LBL. Um, you know, y'all, y'all come not a long way, but y'all, y'all have uh, done some different things since you were last on the show. So I just kind of really wanted to cover that and get an update on y'all and. Uh, uh, we'll let Sisters of the Moon come on next week and outshine everybody. And
2: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> you yeah, know, they that have all their look
2: like stooges.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, those girls get some good encounters. They are pretty great. They do. Uh, they are not scared to get out there. Not that y'all are, but, you know. The big foot uh, like the women. I'm just convinced. I'm convinced. They do. I, yeah, agree. I agree? Yeah. Yeah. That's why y'all invited me, huh? I knew it.
2: <laughs> we got to have bait. And you keep talking about it. putting peanut butter on and all that. So I don't
3: that
0: was on you. You're supposed to put peanut butter oh. on you. You keep messing that up. I don't understand what's so confusing oh. about that, Larry Porch. Okay. Yeah, oh, I,
1: I, I'm just glad she's not trying to convince me to do it anymore.
0: I'm gonna put it on you while you're asleep. I'm just gonna dump it in your tent and leave the tent door open and see what kind of screams I hear throughout the night. It'll be like Lauren,
4: Lauren. I think mm-hmm. you got a peanut butter fetish. You might need to <laughs> speak some hell. <laughs>
0: It's good for you. So, <laughs>
1: protein. <laughs> All right. Before we go, um, speaking of peanut butter, I'm going to tell a quick little story about the first time Lauren and I have gone out. And oh, it was God. it was at Hanobi, and <clears throat> it was after the festival, and uh, everybody kind of wandered off to do their own thing, and – It was me, her, and our friend Kendall. We were sitting there talking, and Kendall's like, hey, let's go over to Bison, our area, which is about 30 minutes away from Hanobi. So we jump in the truck, and she brought a box of uh, nutty butter bars, and she had put them in the back of the truck, and she was munching on one in the back seat while we're going down there. Well, on the way back, I'm trying to get into, into my console, like in the middle of the truck, to try to find something, and I didn't want to turn the lights on. And I'm like, what the hell is my hand in? And there was a half eaten one of those nutty peanut butter bars in my console, just sitting there, like, you know, her own personal little valet tray. Yeah, what do you do with that? What do you do with that
0: nutty bar, Justin? Huh?
1: Oh, I ate it.
0: <laughs> he did, too. He's like, what the hell is this? What do you think you're doing? Crunch, crunch, crunch. And I'm like, really? I was going to finish that. And he's
3: like, not too late. <laughs> ridiculous.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I yep. guess I see your point, but not really. I I don't, mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on tonight, and uh, mm-hmm. what are you guys having on your show next week?
4: We have Rodney Beasley on tomorrow night. It's 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Oh, tomorrow. And he is the guy that... <laughs> yes, on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, same bat time, same bat channel, and... <laughs> We, uh, and it's the man that came out with us last weekend, and so he is going to talk about his experiences of what it was like to go out take food for the very first
3: time.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Sweet. I mean, I kind of always want to hear, you know, because you, when you're in it for however long, you forget. You know you forget that that first time or um first getting into it that fresh perspective, you know, so that's awesome.
4: should be a great show,
0: yeah,
1: and, definitely and
4: uh, I, I just want to say before we go off the air with this outing that you're putting together, Lauren, I've been out mm-hmm. to Alex Smith. Park uh, a couple Of times and researched out There and that's such A, a great area and It's such a great cause To want to mm-hmm. improve That campground for Other researchers that Want to come in and experience The, the Falk Experience
3: and so mm-hmm. I just really
4: want to commend Y'all for that I know Keep Crabtree is uh kind of heading that too and uh Keith's a great mm-hmm. guy. We love Keith Crabtree. We love him. Oh yes. yeah. Yes, sir.
0: Oh yeah. He's great. So, he called uh, me uh, last Sunday or this last Sunday he called me and he's like, you know, I've been kicking around this idea. He said, I want you to head this up, let's do this and I'm just like, What? He's like, yep. He's like, I want an event. He said, I wanna, wanna promote the park. I wanna get all the groups together. He's like, all right. And he literally said, I just shot a three-point balls in your court, dribble, baby girl. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, so yeah. And then he said, you know, I want the SBA boys on it. He said, I want to. He's like, let's let's do this. Let's make this a big thing. So. I tagged in Dustin and Shane and um, got them working on their parts. And so together, um, and my mom, of course, um, so she had some great ideas, um, just, you know, fun events we could throw in there, um, different things. Dustin, of course, brought in the vendor piece because he does this amazing leather work. So he brought in the vendor piece with the raffle. Shane's all about the graphics and the advertising marketing. He's on it. So we have a great team here putting this together, and we've gotten really good response. Of course, Tanya Knight, you know, she's Keith's research partner, so um, she's going to bring in she squatch, and she'll be there. Lyle Blackburn has thrown in his support. You know, he's a big fan, a uh, big supporter of FALC, and so he wants to boost the park as well. So he'll be there. Jeff Crypto, Hulk Stewart. So we're really excited to have a lot of great people who care about this place um showing their support so uh we're we're excited we're still like six seven weeks out so um so far we have um what was it at last count over 200 people interested in coming and i'm i'm slowly losing my mind i I don't know what i've gotten myself into but um well (laughs) it's for keith you know and it's a good cause
4: Well, I, I tell you what, I make walking sticks, and mm-hmm. I stain them where they have like a measuring tape on them, so that you've always got where you can measure a print. And I'll donate one of my walking sticks oh, for that's that for the awesome. Thank you,
0: Mark. That's awesome! Thank you. Gosh, that's I great. Don't
4: that's great! You make people you laugh. Can Yeah,
2: you can donate some food, (laughs) Larry. I don't donate food. I eat the food.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So do I. I don't make anything either, so I'm donating my time and my my sanity a little bit. But I'm really excited. Um, Hoping the weather holds so that more people can make it out to support the park. Um, So we're planning, uh, like we said, we're going to have a raffle. We're going to have a kid's um how to bigfoot event you know show them tracks and casts if we have any uh there we're going to bring sba's bringing all their amazing casts and um mm. and then we're going to have a movie night we're going to have campfire stories and then we're going to do um a couple teams go out and research different areas of Falk. so um it's going to be a really good time first of its kind but keith would like to make this an annual thing so we'll see where it goes from here we're pretty excited that's fantastic Sound awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh so thank you guys for your support, Mark. That's awesome. Um we really mm-hmm. appreciate your donation and uh oh, wish us luck.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. Blog talk radio radio ladies yelling at me guys. Okay. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for yeah, yeah, thank you guys for coming on Thanks and we will on. Yeah, we'll uh catch your show tomorrow, eight thirty PM Central Standard Time on YouTube, Beast TV. And uh we hope to have you guys back soon after y'all get some more experiences. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us for on. All
0: right. All right, good night everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye.
4: I taller Bigfoot
3: Radio